Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Start just a, a squad update if you went for this game. Obviously, we saw Jota back in the training field this morning. Yeah, um, yeah, everyone got through sort of uh, Wednesday night, no problems, and uh, and and then uh, Tuesday night, sorry, and then uh, uh, yeah, Jota's trained all week. Uh, Carl's back in training. Stephen Welsh is training. Apart from Callum, everyone else uh, um, is fit uh, in terms of full training. Uh, obviously. Match fitness wise, there's a few of those guys who, uh, you know, are not ready to start, but uh, 
in terms of availability apart from Callum, everyone's ready to go. Just on the the game, I suppose on on midweek, you're obviously coming to the end of this of this European cycle. It means that a less congested fixture card come after the World Cup. I just wonder, is that you think your squad could then be, you know, even stronger domestically afterwards? You know, after you know, the less travelling and and, and the, the more focus on domestic matters. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I still, yeah, I still think it's going to be. Yeah, a little bit congested anyway. I mean, we've still got cup games to play and um, I think there's a, a reschedule fixture that's in there as well against uh, against Livingston. Um, so, but, you know, the, the, like we've got through this period so far, not too bad. We've still got five games before the break, obviously. But as I said, you know, I've rotated the team a fair bit um, through this process. Uh, so that we can manage being in, in, you know, in, in the different competitions and, you know, the fact that we've got the majority of the group now sort of healthy and available is is good for us. Um, but we still got to navigate these five games. And then, yeah, look, after the break, uh, obviously, um, you know, there's still a fair bit of the season to go in terms of the league and, and both cup competitions. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got to be ready for that. Um, but, you know, it's still about sort of making sure we finish this first section off as, uh, as strong as we possibly can. Just on the the game on Sunday, I suppose you don't need any reminder about the threats of Livingston and the the result at the weekend. What what are you expecting from this one? Yeah, it's it's a tough, it's going to be a tough game. It always is, particularly um, at their place. Um, you know, you know, last year we kind of went there early early in the season and and, and didn't play well and and we, we paid the price. But um, you know, our second trip there, we we performed a lot better and and you know we got. You know, it was a strong performance and got the result. But you know that you know, they're a hard-working team. <clears throat> you know, they're, they're they're really hard to beat, particularly at home. And for us, that's that's the challenge that's before us. But our form home and away in the league has been pretty consistent, and um, you know our results certainly show that. And yeah, you know, we've got to play well on the weekend and and try and overcome it. Hi, I was just talking about Livingston there. And um, what specific threats did, did they pose that perhaps? Other teams don't. We saw them last week have a very disciplined performance defensively at Ibrox. Is, is that one of their main strengths? Is it their physicality or is it just, you know, how good they can be at home? What, what do you see specifically in Livingston? Yeah, look, I think it's a combination of things. I think, yeah, they're a really hardworking side, um, which, um, you know, makes them, you know, hard to overcome. Um, you know, I, I think similar traits to us in that respect because we, we, we're a hard-working side as well. You know, it's not, you know, the game, you know, tends to be played, um, you know, like I said, whether that's physically or, or just with sheer work rate, I think, um, you know, they provide that. And, and at home, particularly, you know, obviously with the pitch as well, it, 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 it's something that they're more comfortable in and they're the challenges you've got to overface, uh, overcome. But as I said, again, for us, what's more important is, what we can do, you know, the threats we pose and the football we play, um, you know, within that context, we know that if we play well, um, we'll be hard to stop. Is that is that the message you, you give to your players that just continue playing your football? Because that is always what you tell us, you know, just continue playing yourself, but you never really change. Or do you have to, you know, give them a little bit of uh, added words, tell them that it, it's going to be a bit more of a battle this one away to Livingston? No, mate, I don't lie to you and I don't lie to the players. What I say is what I say. You know, we've got to play our football because within our football, all those things are there. You know, it's whatever the challenge is. Um, we're not going to we're not going to overcome it by 
changing our approach. That's not going to work for us. What works for us is, as I said, we have some basic fundamentals that we want to lean on, and, and that is, you know, working hard, you know, trying to dominate the game in possession and and being really aggressive um, without the ball. And you know, when we do those things, irrespective of the opposition home or away, we know we're, we're a tough team to beat. And um, that's what we've got to deliver on the weekend. Ange, um, just want to ask you about David Martindale. He was talking this morning about how much he really enjoys going up against the likes of yourself as a manager and the top teams generally in the division. But he also mentioned that there's probably more of a tactical uh, battle or element that goes into these games that maybe some people don't realise. Obviously, from his standpoint, that will be different from how you approach this game. But I just wondered what you thought about those comments and, and how that might affect going into a game when you know you're going up against a team like, like Livingston. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I can't speak on, on David's behalf, but, you know, I think that's part of management is that, you know, I often hear, you know, managers here talking about playing, um, you know, the top sides and, and usually the top two sides and they just put them in as one. But, you know, I think you'd have to approach both those um, games a little bit differently if you really want to be successful. And I think... One thing about I've noticed about Livingston is that you know they they do put a lot of sort of research and thought into who they're playing and, and taking you know the approach that, that affects them the most and and we're no different. I mean we like I said the one thing we always do is respect every opponent irrespective of sort of their form or position on the ladder or or whatever other sort of um, you know conditions arise. We we analyze them all. We you know we understand what their potential strengths are, areas that we can exploit and. You know, within that context, it doesn't change the way we approach the game, but we certainly um, we certainly address those kind of things with our players and, and the way we approach the game. I think, uh, you know, football is like that these days. There's there's you got so many tools that there's really no excuse for teams not doing their homework and not managers not you know coming up with tactical plans or or, or putting in the research to, on how to stop you know any opposition. And just a word on on your players and, and your season so far. I guess we can easily speak about the physical aspect of a busy schedule, but the mental aspect of it as well. So many games thick and fast. Does that make like last weekend's result and performance in a very busy game against Hearts all the more pleasing when your team show the mental strength to come through games like that? Yeah, I think it's important. Like you said, I mean, there's a physical toll, but there's also you know the, the fact that you've got to be up for a game you know, every three or four days. And um, I think what's helped us is that you know we have been able to sort of rotate the team a little bit, which which means guys coming in are kind of have that sort of freshness anyway in terms of they want to perform well. This is their opportunity. So I think that's helped us through this period. I mean, I, you know, I was always conscious of the fact that there was no chance we would get through this schedule of games with just relying on a core group of players. Um, you know, we would have got a lot more injuries. And I think our performances, even if we didn't get injuries, would have sort of tailed off because – just the general fatigue of mental and physical that the players would have faced. But, you know, the fact that we've made sort of four or five changes every game means that we've got, you know, new energy coming in, which means guys, even if they are maybe a little bit sort of fatigued, we'll, we'll get energy from the guys coming in. And <clears throat> within that context, we're resting a few as well. So I think that's helped us maintain. Like I said, we, we've had, you know, we've had some really strong performances in, in this sort of cluster of games, but, there's been some real challenging ones, like I said, Hearts last week, um, St. Johnson last minute, um, where we've had to work awfully hard as well. And 
I don't think we would have found that energy and that commitment if if we kind of were playing with the same sort of group of players through the whole bit. And just on that kind of subject, I don't know if it was around about this time last year that you know you, you got a kind of a run of injuries. I know, I know you had a maybe a smaller squad as well, but is, is that the fact that it's only Cal Callum that's out now, and that was a, I think a, a tackle? Was that show that players again are getting used to the demands that you've you've put on them as well, and, and yeah. kind of building themselves up as well? Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit of a little bit of that for sure. Um, you know, I was, you know, I always felt last year was going to be really challenging because it's not just the way we play our football; it's the way we train as well. You know, it was it's obviously very intense, and for a lot of the players, you know, you could tell that just even sort of getting to the levels of intensity of training was going to be a challenge for them. So, you know, as you said, this time last year, leading into sort of this period, we were almost down to the bare bones in terms of players. We'd lost quite a few. And I think the fact that the players who, who remained have obviously, you know, got, you know, their bodies have adjusted to the kind of, you know, training and football we want to play. I think we've also added to the squad um, with that knowledge as well. And I think we've got a much stronger squad of players this year that we can sort of call upon so that we're not again relying on, you know, I mean, last year, our likes of, I don't know, it was Kyog or Turnbull around this time. Um, Jota, uh, I think Juranovic all got really bad hamstring injuries, which kept them out for quite a long time because of it just the pure accumulation of games. And we haven't had to do that for the most part this year, which I think, so, you know, it's a combination of a stronger squad and, and you know, players adjusting to the levels. Just ask you, obviously, the, the last time you went to Livingston, it had been a long, long time since you did said a good one there and it felt like a big win just the, the fans reaction as well on the day and, and the way that you the players approached the start of the game it was very intense from the start does, does it feel like when you go there it is a one of the toughest tests that it is a big challenge that, the, that everything around it and that that memory of last season can help that that process as well yeah look it it, it, it yeah it doesn't make you know the, the challenge any easier because you have one there before but I think what we showed because it wasn't just the fact that we won the game. I thought we played really well on the day. Um, what it also shows is, is it's that it's not a challenge; it's insurmountable either. Which I think it was beginning to feel like because we hadn't won there for a while. That somehow the only way you could win there was just to go there and just try and manage to get a win any old way and and get out of there. Where you know I think sometimes that becomes a prevailing attitude when you haven't had success. You know, at a, at a certain venue or a certain level that could be even like for us the Champions League is that you think oh we just need a win and everything will be all right but you know I think what we showed last year is you can actually you know play you know good football or play the kind of football we want uh, perform well and and get a win so but that the fact we did that last year doesn't mean automatically it's going to roll out this year we've got to make sure that you know we're ready for it we're up for the game like we were last year and expecting a tough challenge and um and find a way to get to, to overcome it. Hi, Ange. Um, I know you've played in the plastic pitch in a couple of stadiums several times before, but does, before this game, does that alter your thinking in terms of the team that you'll pick and, uh, you know, just preparation around the game as well? Um, not to a great extent. I mean, obviously, we've got a, an artificial pitch at Lennox Town, so, you know, we'll have a session on that tomorrow, which is probably the only time in the year we kind of, 
you know, train on that is before if we're going to play a game on, on the artificial. Not that it's exactly the same, but it just gives a, the players a sort of a, a taste of, um, you know, what it could be like. And um, But aside from that, nothing really changes for us in terms of team selection and <clears throat> the way we sort of approach the game. It, it remains the same, you know. Um, the team selection for, for Sunday will be around the team that I think will be able to get the job done. Um, it's not picking a team for for a surface it's picking a team that you know I think is going to be up for the challenge of taking on a, a really you know difficult opponent um and and making sure we perform at our levels where do you stand yourself just on the the issue of artificial pitches and top flight football and like the advantage that it gives to the teams that are used to playing on it all the time yeah I think, oh, man, I've said it before I don't think I'd I, I just don't like them, not because of the advantage it gives. I just don't, I just think it alters the game itself. And um, I much prefer to play on, on, you know, natural turf. I think it's a better game, better game of football, better spectacle. And uh, I think players feel more comfortable on it. So it's not it's not about the advantage that, you know, uh, other teams get. It's just, just my preference, I think. I understand why they're there and I understand, you know, why, you know, uh, clubs, um, some clubs prefer to go that way. But, you know, um, I think clubs here in Scotland have proven they can put up some world-class pitches. I mean, we played at Motherwell and, you know, even St. Johnson and, and, and you know, the pitches were great, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that, you know, we have more of an advantage that just because it's a turf pitch. I think, you know, it's, I just think it's a, it's a better spectacle and, and a better game. But, you know, I understand the reasons that the clubs do it. But, yeah, you know, I know in, in Holland now that they're, they're, they're they brought in the rule that they're going to be phased out by, um, and and they were a country that went very big on artificial pitches, you know, and, um, because of the weather and, and because of the advantages of them. But I think they've found that, you know, at top level, um, you know, it's not the same game and, and they've decided that, you know, they're going to change it. Now, with the World Cup coming up soon and some players like Jota, for example, right on the verge of the national squad, have you been using the prospect of playing in the World Cup in Qatar as a motivator for some of the players to push on until the break? No, not really. I mean, you know, I, I've often said, like, the motivation for them is to, every time they pull on that shirt and play on the weekend, that should be enough. Um, everything else comes from that, you know, whether that's national team ambitions or whatever other ambitions they have. Um, I think when you start thinking about these other things, if you need something extra to motivate yourself apart from representing this club, then, um, you know, you're probably not going to be successful here, you know. So, and I think the boys have been really good at that, um, you know, whether it's Jota or... Or, or the other lads who are in contention, um, I'm sure their only thought is about, you know, playing their best football they can for for this football club. And, and they understand that if that happens, then all these other things will come along. But um, you shouldn't need extra motivation to, than, than walking out to 60,000 here on, on, on game day. I think um, that should be more than enough for anybody. I was just wondering... What are the changes in preparation when you're playing in the Scottish Premiership compared to when you're playing in the Champions League? None. Um, yeah, again, I think our approach has been that you know you've got to respect every opponent the same way. If, if we if we kind of changed our approach just because we were playing in the Champions League than we were in the league, then I'd be asking questions as to you know why we're selling ourselves short. We want to be the best team we can be, and, and to do that. You've got to treat every opponent with equal respect. You've got to treat every game with equal respect. You've got to treat every competition with equal respect. And um, so our preparations are always the same. We, we we put as much scouting and and analysis into every opponent. We prepare the team as if they're going to play. You know, my my thing is that, that the the most important game for us 
for the whole season is the next one. Um, so, you know, that's the attitude we've taken. That's why I think, you know, we've been successful so far um, in navigating, you know, all the, the, the games we've had is that, you know, the players embrace the, the fact that the next game is the most important. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer for home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.